What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Combo Church Podcast. My name is Craig. And my name is Kara, and we are the lead pastors of Combo Church. If you are listening on combochurch.com, iTunes, or Spotify, make sure you subscribe, follow, and like. We love it when you share with your family and friends, and we would love it if you could leave us a great review. Our prayer for you is that the message today will inspire purpose, encourage life, and build faith in you. Enjoy Enjoy the the message. message. So I just got to say, even before I start, can you guys, am I on? Okay, I don't know what all's going to be online right now or what's going to get recorded, but that first part where pastor shared those words, I just want you to know that one word where you're up against a wall and God's behind you with the sledgehammer ready to bust it down, I receive it. (laughs) Thank you, that was so good. And there were some specific words for people here too, so that was awesome. For me, it's a confirmation because I believe... The word I have today is definitely from the Lord, and it's to each one of us, and myself included. And uh, I just want to start with prayer. Lord, I just thank you, and I praise you for what you're going to do today in this service and how you're going to speak to each and every heart. And I have no doubt that you're going to do that. And I just give you all the praise, all the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. So the title of the sermon today is Become a Conduit of Blessings. And I'd like to know, um, (laughs) how many of you have ever thought all they talk about at church is money? You've ever had that thought? I'm the only one. Anybody else? Okay. (laughs) How many of you have ever had the thought, oh man, I brought someone to church today for the first time, and even though they haven't done it in months, today they're talking about money. Anybody ever had that experience? And you're like, oh, why did I bring them today? (laughs) I got to tell you that I believe what I'm going to share today is from God. In all the years I've ever spoken anywhere for business, church, or anything, I've never had as many confirmations as I have right now about this message. I'm just, I'm just so pumped up. <laughs> you know, um, I used to think, I, and last time I shared here, I've, I've got a Jewish background. I'm not a Jewish background. I'm a Jew. <laughs> I believe in Jesus. Okay. <laughs> And uh, so when I first started going to church, I thought it was all about the money. I mean, that's all they want. Then I go to a church in Southern California, the speaker that day is speaking, and he's getting ready to take that offering, and I know what's happening next. And then he says this. I've never seen anything, well, I have since. I'm about to do it right now, actually. Um, He said, I don't need your money. Like, what? (laughs) And he said, I don't need your money. I've been blessed. This isn't for me. It's for you. And I'm telling you right now, what I'm about to share isn't for me. It's for you. It's not about pride or anything like that. It better not be or God help me. It's, I'm not on the payroll here, okay, at this church. And the church didn't ask me to speak about this. I asked if I could speak about it. And I just want to see a show of hands And if you were in the first service, don't joke around right now, okay? It's very important. (laughs) 
really, God's watching, okay? But uh, really, <laughs> but how many of you are here uh, for the first time? I, I just want to see, I'm pastor said we're not going to embarrass you and all that. Okay, how many of you are here for the first time? Wow. Okay, wow. Okay, now, now listen, Dolores, I may need some help. Okay, now listen. Who, if you're here for the first time, not if you brought the person, not if you're the head of the family, <laughs> okay, just you, I want you to hold your hand up. It's really important. God told me to do this, and I know that I know. So you're here for the first time, okay? So God said, <laughs> um, give out these $100 bills. And I know it sounds crazy. I'm telling you, only if you're here for the first time, God's watching right now. <laughs> okay, and I'll explain why. Okay, so... You're, are you, are you guys a couple? Well, guess what? <laughs> no, no, that's okay. And you're, it's your first time at this church. Okay. Okay, Lord, you, ma you multiplied food. Now you're going to have to multiply money. <laughs> okay, Dolores, yeah, I, I need more money. <laughs> okay. That's okay. Um, I just want to make sure. Okay. I skipped somebody here. Okay, and I mean it. Oh, if this is your first time in this church, Dolores, I need money. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay, it was hundreds. It may turn into 20s, but it's still money. Wow, praise God. Wow. Okay. <laughs> This did not happen in the first service. There was two new people <laughs> because of the smoke. Can you pass this down? Okay, any more? Over there, Lord, we are at a hundreds. Got more? Thank you, Dan. <laughs> I don't know, God knows. <laughs> okay, so. Who, who else? And really, it's your first time. <laughs> okay, who else? You know, Pastor, I, this, God told me to do this, but what I should have done is just started with the front rows, work my way back. If we run out, everybody knows next time sit in the front. <laughs> okay, anybody else? Did I get everybody? That's everybody, right? Wow, praise God. This is really awesome. We couldn't have planned this. So my brother Dan donated 200. Dan, I got 200 left. God's giving it right back. There's no way we could have planned that. Would everybody agree? I mean, I don't know. Okay, that's God. That, you just saw God. <laughs> you really did. So I got to tell you that um, I want to tell you why I'm doing this, Okay. I prayed and I said, God, how can I have people know that I'm not doing this for me to get money or for the church to get money or something, that this is really for them? Because I believe what I'm about to share is for you. I believe it with everything in me, okay? And if you'll get this today, it'll change your life. I guarantee you. I know that I know that I know. So I want to read you um, a scripture Turn to Philippians 4, 15 through 18, and it should also be up on the screen behind me. Thank you, Jesus. You know how awesome that is, by the way? 
I was 200 short, and God provided it and gave it back right away. That's, I have no idea how many new people are coming. Man, that is so cool. We could just say that's it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so listen to this. Listen to this scripture. As you know, you Philippians were the only ones who gave me financial help when I first brought you the good news and then traveled on from Macedonia. No other church did this. Even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent help more than once. Now listen to this next verse, because this is what you're seeing here today. I don't say this because I want a gift from you. Do you guys understand? I'm not, I'm not taking an offering for me. I'm telling you, okay? Although maybe we are. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Rather, I want you to receive a reward for your kindness. And listen to this. At the moment, I have all I need and more. Right now, Dolores and I are blessed. We have all we need and more. And it's all because of God. And I'm so grateful. I want you to know that giving is not just about money. Have you ever heard the expression, time is money? Anybody ever heard that? Well, let me tell you the truth. Time is actually much more valuable than money, okay? Nobody's ever been on their deathbed that I know of saying, oh, I wish I had more money, I'm gonna take it with me. They're always wanting more time, right? I wanna, I just gotta tell you, both time and money are important and they can be given as gifts. Both of them, okay? So turn to James 1.27. And it says this. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. So what's, you know, we hear all this stuff about religion, okay? What's real religion? It's taking care of widows and orphans. Guess what? That's giving. It's giving money. It's giving your time to help. Anybody ever been overseas, helped in orphanages? I know I have. I've been to uh, Liberia, Africa. I've been to um, Haiti. I've been to India. And I can tell you this from experience, when I give <laughs> my time, I don't like the plane ride over, but I will tell you this, when I give my time, it feels good. But when I give my money when I go there, it fills their stomachs. So both are important, okay? So I wanna, I wanna share this, look, there, there's this guy, you know, he's driving down the road in his brand new BMW. It's a real windy road. He blows, he, he's not paying attention. He's going too fast. He blows through the guardrail. The car just rolls down this cliff. It's a mess. His body is ejected from the car. Somebody sees this and they run down the cliff and they're like, oh my God, oh my God. And, and, and the guy is saying, my beamer, my beamer. And the guy goes, man, what's wrong with you? This isn't about your car. Your left arm has been completely severed off and it's over there like 100 yards away. And the guy says, my Rolex, my Rolex. Look, come on, you know what I mean? Does that say it? <laughs> okay. I'm not saying anything against those things either, but there's more involved here right now. You know, uh, both time and money are so, so important. You know, um, there's a scripture in the Bible. I'm going to read this to you right now. Let's turn to uh, Luke 6, 37 through 38. Luke 6, 37 through 38. 
Listen to what it says. Now, the second part of the scripture, in fact, I'm going to read the second part first because it's often used for money, okay? It says, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. And by the way, that's very true sometimes. But look at the first part. Let's put this in context right now, okay? It says this, do not judge others and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others or it will come back against you. Forgive others and you will be forgiven. When it says give here, it's talking about give non-judgment. Give forgiveness. I know that's a word for some people in here right now. It's time to forgive people. You know, it really is as the best you can do. You know, I'm telling you, it's kind of like you're driving down the road right before you go to work. Some person cuts you off, right? And you're like, and then you get to work and you're still, and you have to tell every coworker, this idiot cut me off. Not that you, I'm just saying this other guys, sorry, this jerk cut me off, this person cut me off, all day you're saying that, and guess what, many times, that other person doesn't even know they cut you off, they're not having a bad day, and you're having the bad day, we need to forgive other people, not just for them, but for our sakes, you know, um, it's not necessarily the amount that you give, I, Dolores and I uh, were going broke years ago, <laughs> and, and uh, man, we, um, we fell on really hard times. I mean, it got so bad, we had to sell our headboard on our bed and all this. But before it came to that, before, we had about $30,000 left. I had no more job, no more income. Now, I know what some of you are thinking right now, but Steve... you weren't so bad off. Look, it's all relative, okay? When I went to Liberia, Africa, I'm preaching there for the first time, and I'm telling them how poor Jews we were. (laughs) When I was young, my brother and I, we shared a little bed and everything, you know? And then I'm realizing the whole time I'm preaching, I'm realizing, oh, my God, I had a bed. These people are on the ground in the dirt. Okay, but I talked about how I was so poor when I was a kid. Then I met my wife, came to the Lord, and everything turned around. God blessed us. Listen, I didn't share this in the first service, but I got to tell you this. At the end, there was a big altar call. The whole time I thought, what is wrong with me for sharing how poor I was in America when they're really poor here? And people came up for prayer after. Like, I hope you'll come up for prayer at the end. And we're praying for people and praying for people. Ten days later, they have this little ceremony for all the people that talk to them and everything. And one guy tells me, he says, you know, when you shared about in America, you met the woman of your dreams, and there's the woman of my dreams, 42 years in November, and, and you didn't know how you were going to live and buy food and, you know, pay for stuff? Well, I met the woman of my dreams in here in Liberia, and guess what? <laughs> I didn't know how I was going to pay for it, but... Because you said God could do that for you in America, I believe it's the same God. He can help me in Africa, and we're getting married this week. You know? By the way, I was really remiss. Where's that married couple? Where are the people that are getting married? That uh, Listen, I, 
I just, I know this sounds really crazy, but I felt this and I didn't do it earlier. And I'm out of hundreds, but, but God can, two twenties uh, here. I just feel like I'm planting seed in a good marriage. I feel like that was a good word. So, so the thing is, another person came up to us at the end of the week and they said, when you shared how poor you were in America, we came to this meeting and we were giving up our orphanage the next day. But because you said how God showed up in America, we thought God could show up in Africa and we kept the orphanage. This is 10 days later and money came in. So poor, let me just tell you something about poor. Poor is a feeling. And it feels the same in America as it does in Africa. Now, I don't mean to belittle it. I understand about, you know, going hungry and things like that. But I'm telling you, I'm sharing this with you for a reason because we felt really poor. And I was in the bathroom one day. I was on the toilet. We're losing everything. And God spoke to me. And he said, go on a giving spree. Now, I didn't hear that you know, the audible voice or anything. My hair didn't turn white. Oh, I know it's white, but it, it didn't turn white from that day. And, and God said, go on a giving spree. I, has any, I've heard of a shopping spree. Anybody even heard of a giving spree before? I've never even heard of it. And so we took our last $30,000. Now, there's the weird part about this. I didn't know it was 30000 I thought we gave away 3000 I don't know how my eyes were blinded because I don't know if I would have done it. To be honest. But Dolores told me later, you know, we gave away our last $30,000. But I wanna, I'm not going to tell you all the stories. But what I did was I took these $100 bills, and it was a feeling. You know, like I felt like I was supposed to give all the new people $100 today. So you'll know this isn't about you giving money. Do you guys understand that? Okay? It's how I felt like I'm planting good seed in a good marriage. You know? And so... I'm going all over. I could tell story after story. I'm only going to tell two. We're at this church, thousands of people. We're in the lobby. And all of a sudden, I feel like this guy is one of the people I'm supposed to give $100 to. So I said, listen, I know this is going to sound really weird, but I feel like in the name of Jesus, I'm supposed to give you $100. The guy starts crying. I'm like, does that mean anything to you? He said, yeah, I lost my job. Everything's terrible. Today's my wedding anniversary. I prayed this morning if I could just have the money to take my wife to dinner and a movie. By the way, that's what God told me to give him the money for. I said that before he told me. So I'm telling you, there's something about giving, okay? And we've seen a lot of experiences with giving. Um, uh, on that same giving spree, okay, it was $100 bills, $100 bills, only when I felt like God said, okay? And that's really important. Then I'm sitting in church next to a 15-year-old boy I don't know. And I said, uh, I was about to do the $100 because I felt like I'm supposed to give him money, and then I only gave him 20 And by the way, you guys with the 20 you may be blessed about what's happening right now because I don't know why I gave him 20 I had hundreds. I thought I was being cheap. So I go, accept this name of Jesus. You know, nobody's looking. It wasn't like this, you know. And then uh, I'm leaving church, and the boy comes, and he goes, sir, sir. By the way, teenagers say sir in Texas. Pretty cool. <laughs> And uh, so he goes, sir, I just got to tell you something. Yesterday, I, I took my money, and I cleaned up graffiti all over town. This is in Texas where we lived. And at the end of the day, I felt like nobody saw me. It was 100 degrees there. It wasn't smoke like this, but it was humid and miserable, you know. And, and he goes, and I felt like nobody saw me. But when you just gave me that money, 
I knew God saw me. And I said, son, you know, I'm giving away $100 bills. I'm so sorry. I think I was being cheap with you. And before I could get any more money out, he said, no, sir, you don't understand. I took my last $20. It was that 20 that I know God saw me. And then that teenager didn't even ask me for more money. Come on. Is that God? And I, I, and, and I, I saved 80 bucks. <laughs> Sorry. So, so the thing is, um, man, we could go on story after story. At, at my old church um, in California, you know, I, uh, and by the way, what I wanted to share about that 20 as opposed to the 100, it's not about the amount we give. It's about what God tells you to give. One time it was a dollar to a guy in a suit and a tie. I couldn't even believe this. I'm like, I went up to the guy and I'm like, God, this guy looks, you know, wealthy. And I go, excuse me, I feel like God told me to give you a dollar. <laughs> Does that mean anything to you? And he's like, yes. I'm like, I want to know what it meant, but he didn't tell me. <laughs> so it's not the amount. It's what God tells you to do. Okay, does that make sense, though, to everybody? Okay, so I, um, I want to, there's a bunch I want to share, but I'm going to share what God says right now. <laughs> okay, um, in Malachi, last book of the Old Testament, three, and everybody reads eight. I want to read three, six through ten. Okay, Malachi 3, 6 through 10. Uh, it says this. I am the Lord. I do not change. Did everybody hear that? You know, I've had people tell me, well, tithing was for then. God doesn't require that anymore. Well, let me read this again. This is God's word. I am the Lord. I do not change. I don't know. If that's good enough for me. It was pretty clear. And then he says, there's a few more verses. And then he says this. Now return to me, and I will return to you. And these religious people said to him, <laughs> in, uh, in verse 7, they said, how can we return when we have never gone away? See, these were religious people. They did everything you're supposed to do, right? But then he said this, should people cheat God? Yet you have cheated me. But you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? You have cheated me of the tithes and offerings due to me. Now, in our old church, um, when we were going broke, <laughs> and, and now we were really down, okay? I mean, this time, we were selling our backboard right from our bed and our nightstands and everything. So it was really bad. And then our pastor who said he never looked at the tithe records of the church, it was a pretty big church, I believed him this time because he said, Brother, I feel like the Lord is telling me that every Sunday, both services, you're supposed to take the offering and teach for five minutes on tithes and offerings, on tithes. I'm like, really? <laughs> well, at least I know he didn't look at what I was given because it kept going down and down. So I start. And I start in Malachi 3.8. Will a man rob God, yet you rob me in tithes and offerings? Three months later, we're still going broke. <laughs> and, uh, and I know my wife's going to correct me. Sometimes when I say, like, um, well, there was this bug. It was so big, it was like four inches. Then after I talk, she goes, you know, it was actually three inches and seven eighths. 
So I'm trying, Dolores. I, you know, um, I know that we weren't down to our last hundred dollars. I'm fixing it till that last sermon. <laughs> and so I told Dolores, Dolores, that's it. I'm done talking about tithing because it doesn't work. It's worked for us for 19 years, but it's not working anymore. We're going broke. I'm not doing it. I feel like a hypocrite. Thank God I had teenage daughters living at home because my teenage daughters made us late for church. I was going to tell the pastor that morning I'm not doing it. I told you this earlier. Picture this, Kara, Pastor Kara. Imagine if I came up to you and said, listen, before the service today, right before the service, I said, hey, uh, I'm not doing this. I don't believe in this. Let Craig know. That'd be horrible, wouldn't it? I was going to do that to this pastor that I love and care about. I'm not doing it because I don't want to be a hypocrite. So what I'm telling you today is I don't want it to be hypocritical. I want you to know this is for you, okay? It's super important right now. So, uh, but because we were late for church, it was the first service already went. And what I used to do is I'd go at the end of the first service, you know, talk a little bit for five minutes, and then I'd stay for the next service and talk. So I had to walk right up to the pulpit, right from the street. So I get up to the pulpit. I have nothing prepared because I'm not going to talk. And I go back to Malachi 3.8, right where I started, and I read, will a man, and by the way, I'm mad. I'm, nobody knows, okay? There's hundreds of people. I'm like, will a man, I did it really like this, huh, Dolores? Will a man rob God, yet you rob me in tithes and offerings? And then all of a sudden, it hit me, revelation knowledge, right on the spot. I'm like, Dolores, Dolores, I know why tithing isn't working. Man, you should have seen the look on my pastor's face. I go, because when times got hard for us, yeah, we kept tithing, but we shrunk back on our offerings. And the Bible says tithes and offerings. Now, look, if there are those of you out there right now, you've you know, never tied before. You got to start somewhere, okay? But I'm telling you, both are important. I know that I know. I'll tell you this. Um, two years later, our house was paid off. Our cars were paid off. My kid's college was paid off. Is that true, Dolores? And I'm not saying that's going to happen for everybody in here right now. I'm just telling you what God did for me, okay? And we started doing tithes and offerings. All I know is it worked. <laughs> Praise God. Now, here's the, the more important part of that, and it's this. And by the way, I know what some of you are thinking right now. But Steve, are you saying we should give to get? Are you saying that we should tell people what we give? No, we usually don't say it. I'm doing it here today. I did it publicly. I don't even know how many hundreds of dollars went out, to be honest, because we didn't count it before we came. But I do know this. I know God told me to do that today. And I know there's some of you out there right now, first-time visitors, that have never been to a church where they give you 100 bucks. I never have. So I'm telling you, that's God. He does weird stuff. Really. Anyway, I don't know where that came from. Okay, so, so here's the thing, okay? It's not just about money, okay? Time is important, too. We already covered that. It's not really about how much. It's when God tells you to give. And the thing is this. Those of you I gave the $100 to, this is my suggestion to you, okay? It's now yours. I gave it to you, right? I just want you to know who gave it to me. God gave me those $100 bills. 
And then he used my friend Danny to, you know, cough up 200, which I thank you. And I thought, I, you know, I was amazed. And then after we did everybody in here, there was 200 left. So I got to give Danny the money right back. Can you, I mean, is there any way to set that up? I don't think so. <laughs> so, in fact, all of you that got the hundreds today, new time visitors, are you like a shill in the crowd? Were you planted here to do that? Honestly. Okay, so if you want to know if this is real, okay, this is real, okay? So, but here's what I want you to know that's more important than all this. Have you ever wondered if some homeless person on the street was real? Ever wondered that? Like, yeah, I want to give them because I feel bad for them. I'll tell you what my, my daughter does. She has little packets of toothpaste, soap, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she's, you know, young and everything and she cracks the window this much and you know puts it through the window and gives them stuff i have a friend that gives out sleeping bags okay but the point is ever wondered how many i want to see a show of hands right now ever wondered if these people on the street are real there's some real ones and there's some that are totally fake and they're scammers okay if you ever give to one by wrong and it's a scammer god looks at your heart okay he knows what's happening with you but i how many of you would rather give the right way, to where you know it's going to go to the right place and not to drugs and alcohol. Amen? You could say that louder. Amen? Amen. Okay, so here's one way you can know. You know those of you that got the $100 bills? You might want to take 10 bucks and give it here later. And that's tithe. That's 10% of 100. You might want to take a few more bucks and put that in. Because let me tell you what God says in this verse. Listen to what he says about tithes and offerings. He says this, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there'll be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to hold it. Put me to the test. Is it up there? Look, it says it right here. Look at this right here. God says, put me to the test. Okay, I'm saying test God today. Guess what? All of our money came from God. So ultimately, the hundreds we gave you, guess whose money that really is? It's God's money. You might want to test this. Those of you that you have your own, you think it's your own money, it all comes from God. <laughs> you might want to test this today. Okay, now, are you going to get more money right away? Is your house going to be paid off, cars, all that? Not necessarily, but watch the blessings that come into your life so much that you can't contain it. Maybe kids that have been away from the Lord for years come back. All kinds of things, okay? Too much to talk about. And it says, bring it into the storehouse. That's literally what it says, okay? So listen to this. Just for registering today that your visit with us, pastor said, we donate five bucks. That's true. To it causes. You know what? Um, Listen, I asked pastor, I've never done, have I ever done this before? Ever. I said, hey, how much money have we given away this year? <laughs> and where'd it go? <laughs> Just curious. This is what he told me. Since the beginning of the year, we've given $22,747.96. Where'd it go? $8,500 went to church planting. That's giving to other churches to help them. Do we get anything about that? Spiritually, we do. <laughs> $3,136.76 to awaken, working to eradicate sexual exploitation. You can clap. 
sex exploitation, and give victims homes. See, I don't know what I'm giving to this guy in the street here right now, if he's getting out of there, going into his Mercedes, putting on his slip-ons, and going home. I don't know. But I do know when I give it here, one of the places it's going to help exploited victims. $7,649.95 to Eddie House in Casa de Vida. Supplies, housing, and training to pregnant moms to get back on their feet. Pastor mentioned this. How about internationally? Okay. By the way, I've heard the charity begins at home. Well, I don't, I don't even want to go there right now. It begins at home, and it goes all over the place. So listen to this. $3,476.25 to Exhope. Internationally, Uganda, to see orphans. Remember I said true religion, the Bible said, is looking after the widows and the orphans? This is awesome to Uganda to see orphans rescued, loved, and placed in forever families through resettlement and foster care. Look, for those of you watching online right now, I, I wish, I wish I could put $100 through the internet right now, through the cameras. We're not doing that. <laughs> I mean, I, I wish, I wish I could, and someday, you know, God will pour out such a blessing we can't contain it. We might be able to do that. Wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be cool to have a website that says, if you believe in Jesus, you saw this crazy little Jew yelling up and down, telling you to give money. He wants to give you money. <laughs> you know, send it an email, he'll send you a hundred bucks. <laughs> that would be pretty cool, actually. <laughs> I can't do that for you right now if you're online, but I can tell you if you'll heed the next principles. And it'll change your life. I know that I know. And by the way, this church is a great place to give. If you don't have a church, you can go online and figure out how to give here, and it'll go to good causes. If you do have a church, a Bible-believing church, give to your church right away. Okay? Because if you're at a church where you're wondering where the money goes, you ought to ask, like I did, and find out. And if it's real, give, because you will be blessed. It says, um, so I want to just give you some how-tos, okay? Um, like in here, for example. Look around this place before you live. If you're here today and you see somebody and you think God's saying, give them a dollar, give them five bucks, do it. By the way, Christians aren't the only one that practice and know this principle. Even Californians. <laughs> I could say that I'm from California. They even know. Let me tell you how I know. I'm going through a toll booth one day in California. We don't have toll booths here, okay? I'm going through the toll booth in Cal Northern California. I'm going to the toll booth, and uh, I go to pay. It's like five or six bucks. I don't even remember. And they go, oh, the person ahead of you took care of it. They paid. They called it pay it forward. I'm like, what? I mean, what? I chased. I probably broke the law. <laughs> I ran through that. I was, I wanted to see the person. I'd never experienced anything like it the first time it happened. That five bucks felt like a million dollars to me because a total, okay, so you get it. You might want to try that. Pay it forward, okay? Um, it says, um, I got all these notes. I'm, I'm going to give you one other, okay? Um, gosh. We're sitting in a church. Seven, 800 people are in this church. Years ago, about 16 years ago, I think. And uh, I see a young girl get up in the middle of the service. I'm, I'm sitting out with everybody else, listening to the service. And this girl just goes out. 
I feel like in my spirit. Now, don't run out right now when you hear this because I'm not going to do it, okay? But God told me to do it. I feel in my spirit, I got to go out and give this girl money right now. I tell the Lord, she goes, oh, if you think it's God, do it. So I run out in the middle of service. I go to the parking lot. I go, excuse me. I just feel like I'm supposed to give you this. It was $100 in the name of Jesus. She says, thank you. Gets in her car. No big deal. No crying. No angel singing. Okay. 15 years later, we go back, visit that church. This girl comes up to me and she said, Mr. Finger, I want to tell you something. Years ago, I don't know if you remember, I ran out of church in the middle of the service. I was 15 years old, pregnant, and in the middle of that service, I said, God, you are not there. You don't love me because the dad ran out. I'm done with all this Christian stuff. I'm done. I'm out of here. So when you came out and told me to receive that money in the name of Jesus, I knew he saw me. It's changed my whole life. Meet my new husband, meet our kids together. It was awesome. And she serves at church. It was awesome. You don't know. What if it takes 15? What if you never get to see the fruit of what you're doing until you get to heaven? Awesome. Anyway, now I want to talk about the biggie, the real biggie, the biggest one of all. Give God the first 15 minutes of your day. Every day. But Steve! How am I going to get up 15 minutes earlier? Set your alarm. It works. Then, then pray a little. Read a chapter of the Bible. Read one verse in the Bible. And then pray and say, God, is there anything you want to say to me? And shut up. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. doesn't happen every time, but there are times he talks to us. My wife and I do it every day. We expanded the 15 minutes. We do it a little longer now. It's for you married people that are getting married, you ought to do it together. The way I keep her awake, by the way, when we're reading a really long time, is I read three verses, she reads three verses. I read three, she reads three. Okay, so I know she's with me. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Is it the truth? Is it the truth? Okay, sorry. (laughs) Okay, now... I want to tell you, so that's awesome right there. If you just got that one thing alone, change your life. Change your life, guaranteed. Okay, in John 3, 16 through 17, let's read this really quick. For this is how God loved the world. He gave. And look what it says. His one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world. If you're like, but Steve, I feel like I can't go to church because I did all these things and all those Christians are looking at me. Forget it. God's looking at you. God's looking at you. And guess what? He's not judging you. And then listen to what it says. But to save the world. That's why Jesus came, to save us. And now, Romans 5.16, I want to close with this. And the result of God's gracious gift, so it's a gift, is very different from the result that one man's, of one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we were guilty of many sins. I'm telling you this. A gift only does good if you receive it. 
you people that we gave all the $100 bills to or 20s, you know, what if you would have said to me, I'm not taking this and threw it back in my face. Would it have, I would have taken it back if you did that. That wouldn't be nice. Would it have done you any good at all? Any of you? A gift is only good if you receive it. So here's what I want to do right now. I want to everybody to close their eyes, bow your heads. If you have never received Jesus into your life, if you've never received the best free gift you can ever get that will last for eternity, I want you to raise your hand right now. Close your eyes. Thank you. Anybody else? You've never asked Jesus for that free gift. Praise God. If you're out there right now and you've fallen away from God, you feel far from God, and you want to rededicate your life, you want to receive the gift of eternal life, I want you to raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to pray a prayer right now, okay? And I just want you to repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I know you're there because you showed up here today by your spirit. I want the free gift of eternal life. I'm sorry if I've walked away from you, but I'm coming back now. I want to feel closer and closer to you every day. And I believe giving is the way. So show me, Lord, who to give to and when to do it and how much. And today, I give my life to you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Thank you so much. Thank you again for joining us on the Combo Church Podcast. Special shout out to those who give so generously to Combo Church. It's because of you that this ministry is even possible. If you want to sow into the ministry, go to ComboChurch.com and simply click the Give button. It's that easy. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, follow, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories and tag us at Combo Church. Thanks again for listening, and make sure you tune in to the next episode of the Combo Church Podcast.